And now, on Prophetic Faith. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Baird, pastor of Excelling Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. Tonight, we're going into volume three of Procrastination. As you've been learning for the last several weeks, you're learning how procrastination is not just some little thing that we all deal with, but it is a great enemy that can come against us and hinder many things that God is wanting to do in our life. Now this part, we're dealing with how laziness can initiate procrastination. And we learned first of indecisiveness, not being able to make up our mind. Then part two, or volume two, we learned how uh, having a perfectionist mindset. Everything's got to be perfect. We've got to have everything settled, the right opportunity so that we can take that leap of faith. But now we're dealing with laziness. Now, as you get into this program, you're going to see how laziness is robbing many of you. So let's get into this program right now. It's really going to bless you, and I'll see you at the end of the program. All right. So now let's deal with it. Here's the third one. Are you ready? So this man showed indecisiveness. He showed a perfectionist attitude, meaning it's got to be my way or no way. But here's another one. You ready? It's called laziness. Now I know this is something we don't like to teach about, but I'm telling you there's many people that's infected with laziness. And we've got to get that disease out of us because laziness will keep us every time. I'm telling you right now, as sure as I'm standing up here in this, uh, this vest right here, laziness will shut down every plan that God has for you. I'm going to say it one more time. Laziness will shut down every plan that God has for you. There is nothing that is lazy about God. If you look at the attitude of God, if you look at the nature of God, which, by the way, we're trying to imitate. Is that correct? You see nothing lazy about God. Nothing. Even though He's God. Now watch this. He's God. He's Alpha and the Omega. He's the great I Am. He could sit back and do nothing. He could have everybody do everything for Him, and that would be perfectly okay. Why? Because He's God. Amen? But yet, He does not do this. See, right now, as I'm preaching to you, God is working on your behalf. Do you know that? God is working on your behalf, he is working out details of your life to bring forth the plan that He has for your life. So there is nothing that's lazy about God. And let me tell you something right now. God wants nothing about us to be lazy. 
I'm not talking about you can't rest. See, that's what people say. Well, you trying to tell me that I can't rest. No, I'm not telling you that you can't rest. God rests on the, on the seventh day, right? He, he instructs us to rest. But you can't rest 24-7. Come on. You can't rest 365 days a year. So what, let me read to you the definition of what it means to be lazy in case you don't exactly know what that means. Are you ready? It's unwilling to do what you need to do because you don't want to do it. Let me say it one more time. It's unwilling to do what you need to do. You know what you need to do. For the most part, if you ask somebody, what is it that needs, that needs to happen in your life? They will tell you. Now, I know there's, there's a few cases that, that's not always this. But for the most part, people will tell you, I need to do this right here. Or, I, you know, I need to get that in order. Or I need to get this part of my life together. Okay? But here's, here's what laziness is, that spirit that's on you. Here's what it is. Are you ready? It's not willing to do what you need to do because you don't want to do it. Okay. Listen, listen to this uh, commentary here. The Vulgate commentary. Listen to what this says. Alright. It says, He wishes for something, but He wishes not for the labor of getting it. Let me say it one more time. He wishes for something. What does it mean to be lazy? It's somebody that wishes for something. See, there is nobody by the sound of my voice that is without wishing. You desire this. You desire that. You want this over here. You want that over there. But here's the problem. It says you wish not to, uh, for the labor of getting it. Here, he goes on to say, He would like the result, but he hates the process by which the result is to be obtained. Is that not it right there? We like, listen, everybody wants that final outcome. Yeah, I want the blessing. I, you know, I want that new body. I want this. I want that. You know, I want that successful business. I want this over here. But here's the problem. When you have that spirit of laziness, you hate the result, or you, excuse me, you hate the process of what it takes to get those results. So watch this. We'll say something like this. I, I want that, but I don't want to do what it takes to get it. So he asked the man, listen, he says, do you want to be made whole? Go to verse 6 right there again, Dave. Look, Jesus said to him, he said, do you want to be made whole? And notice what he says. He begins to give him excuses. Well, I want to be made whole, right? I want to be made whole. But this right here and that right there. So in other words, he's saying, I don't want to have to try to beat somebody into the pool. Or I don't want to have to try to get up and crawl myself. But I want somebody to come and bring me into the water so that I can be healed. In other words, he's saying the same thing of what this commentary says about laziness. He wanted the results. He wanted the healing. He wanted his body restored. But he was not willing to do what it took, come on, to get that. Listen to this other, the Septuagint says this. It says, in desires, every idle man is occupied. 
So when we think of a lazy person, we think of somebody that doesn't do much. But the Septuagint says this. It says, you are occupied by desires. So in other words, you sit around saying, man, I would love this, or I want that, or I desire that right there. But you, that's all you do. You just sit around desiring or wishing it. <clears throat> you see, God wants us to have desires, and He wants us to long for things, but He also wants us to do what, it's, what it will take to get those things manifested in our life. Is somebody hearing me this morning? That's what God wants us to do. He says, listen, if you want to be made whole... Do you want to be made whole? Yeah. Well, if you want to be made whole, then you're going to do whatever it takes. I mean, whatever it takes. Turn to your neighbor and say, whatever it takes. You're going to do whatever it takes to see that happen in your life. Amen? I want health in my body. Are you willing to do what it takes to get it? Come on. Or, you know, I want to be stronger. Are you willing to do what it takes to get it? Because looking at the weights won't do anything, will it? Come on, somebody. I'd love to be able to do that. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Just look at them and get bigger. But that's not the process. Amen? How awesome would it be? Watch this. How awesome would it be if I could just snap my fingers and I got a message ready? Wouldn't that be awesome? Some of y'all saying, I, you know, I don't know. I'm telling you, if you had to do this, you'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. But that's not the process. You see, desire and want things, but don't hate the process to get it. So in other words, we can say it like this. If you truly want something, now we can say we desire something, we can say we long for something, but what God is trying to tell us is, is if you truly want it, You'll do whatever it takes to get it. So let's just be real this morning. If we're not willing to do what it takes to get what we desire, then we truly, deeply inside, we don't want it. Somebody say amen. amen. We don't want it. Because if you truly want something, you'll do whatever it takes. Mm, let's go on. Do you want to be made whole? Proverbs 26, 13. Look at this right here. It says, a slothful man says there is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. Next verse. And as the door turneth upon his hinges, so does a slothful, so does a slothful upon his bed. Next verse. The slothful hideth his hand in his bosom. It grieves him to bring it up to his mouth. So in other words, he said, you can become so lazy where you even despise having to feed yourself. I mean, think about that. Next verse right here. It says, And the sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. Woo, we're going to deal with that today. Are y'all ready? All right. Good intentions. Say that with me. Good intentions. This is one of the, <laughs> the biggest things that we hear from people, isn't it? Good intentions. I meant to do that. How many has ever said that? I meant to do that. I meant to get around to doing that. But for some reason, guess what? You never get around to actually doing it. 
I meant to get my life together. I meant to get my body in check. I meant to uh, get my spiritual walk stronger. I meant to start reading the Word every day. I meant to start going to church more, but I just haven't got around to it. You see, this right here is a pattern. Now, listen to this. this. This guy that is at the well, or excuse me, at the pool, has the same mindset. He had good intentions, right? Well, I was waiting on somebody to throw me into the pool. Or I was waiting to be the first one into the pool, but it never happened. Around here, you could have the saying, I'm fixing to, right? How many's ever heard that? I'm fixing to do this. I'm fixing to do that. But you see, that's what most people are good at, is we come to the place where we, we mean to do something, but we don't actually do it. See, that's why I'm telling you that good intentions will rob you of stuff. Good intentions never get anything done per se. You see, we've got to have the attitude that I'm not, I'm not going to procrastinate, I'm not going to put stuff off, but I'm going to do what I can do now instead of trying to do it later. And watch this. It could be indecisiveness. It could be perfectionism, but it also could be laziness. Why do most people put stuff off? Simply because they don't want to do it. And when you don't want to do it, that's called laziness. Now, watch this. Some have come to the place where they reward themselves for good intentions. Woo, let me say it again. We, some, so many people come to the place, especially nowadays, come to the place where we are, we are rewarding people for good intentions. Now, how does that work? You didn't do what you were supposed to do, but you had good intentions. Come on now. See, when we stand before Christ and He starts handing out rewards, He's not going to say, I, I know you meant to do something. I know you meant to get around to operating your calling, but I know you just, you just didn't have time. He's not going to say anything like that. Now, many people, now watch this. I guarantee you that many people are going to stand before him and they're going to say, I meant to do that. That thing that you kept telling me to do, I meant to get around to doing it, but I just never got around to doing it. When the result, watch this, the reality of it was is they didn't want to do it in the first place. Watch this. It's real simple, guys. When we don't want to do something, what do we do? We try to put it off. Amen? That's exactly what we do. We try to put it off as long as we can. Why? Because the simple fact is, is we don't want to do it. Now, what is that at work within us? That is a spirit of laziness. Now watch, nobody has to tell you, you ever notice that nobody has to call you up and tell you to do what you want to do? You ever notice that? If you like to eat, nobody has to call you up. Hey, brother, sister, you need to eat today. No, you don't have to. You like to go play sports or watch uh, games or something like that? Nobody has to contact you and say, I'm, I'm just reaching out to you, making sure you're watching them games. No. Why? Because it's something that you want to do. But man, I'm telling you, you got to reach out to people to come to church. Boy, it's quiet in here, come on. 
you got to reach out to people. Hey, are you still seeking the face of God? you got to reach out to people. Hey, how's your spiritual walk? Why? Because most people don't want to do it. And what causes us not to want to do something? Many times, it's the spirit of laziness. Procrastination, just about every time, is brought forth by laziness. I'm with you. Listen, I'm with you. Things that I don't want to do, watch this. I'll try to put it off as long as I can. Come on. Is anybody with me? But that's not the right attitude to have. You see what I'm saying? God, watch this. When we know what we need to do, God wants us to be diligent to get it done. Amen? Now notice this right here. I want you to see this last part. It says, to a, la- a lazy person is wiser in their own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. Now watch this. Let me tell you something about an attribute of a lazy person. Watch this. Their excuses have come to the place where they sound so much better to them than actual wisdom. Now listen to what I'm saying. Watch. So you, a, per, a person that has wisdom and counsel and understanding of the Lord can go to a lazy person and say, Hey, you need to do this. You need to get your life in order and check. And they, watch this, they will combat that with their own wisdom from their excuses. Now notice what it says. It says at the first part of the scripture, he says, I would go and do what I need to do, but there's a lion out in the street. Oh, there's something in my way. And they begin to make up excuses. If you ask somebody, watch this, every single time, if you ask somebody, why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do? Right away, they're going to come at you with an excuse. Is that not right? Every single time. And watch this. To them, their excuses have become more sound wisdom than actual wisdom itself. Woo, Jesus. You see, somebody who's already considered their excuses are the way that they do life wiser than wisdom itself, you can't combat that. That's what this verse is saying right here. Because you see, watch this. For us to be lazy, we have to form a concrete reason why we can still stay lazy. Well, you know, I'm not doing what I need to do. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do because of this right here. This right here is stopping me. And that over there is stopping me. And there's a lion in the street. And, and you know, it's going to rain today. And this, this, and that. And we begin to collect all these things of reason. And that, watch this. This becomes our wisdom that we live by. You see, ladies and gentlemen, that is why it is so critical to let this word infect you. And you not infect this word. You say, why are you saying that? Because my wisdom is trash. Come on. My understanding is very limited. But the word of God's wisdom is perfection. The word of God's understanding is limitless. So you see, watch this. Even if I think 
something should not be that way. If I get into the Word and I, and I read that that's exactly how it should be, I've got to follow that. Because you see, when I begin to do, even if I don't want to do it, if I begin to match my will up with the will of God, when I begin to line up my wisdom and understanding with the wisdom and the understanding of the Word, watch this, I begin to crush those strongholds, those excuses, the reasons that I've made up on why I can't do what God's called me to do and why I can't be what God has called me to be. Somebody say hallelujah in this place. You see, I begin to crush those things. And let me tell you, that's the only thing that can crush them. The Word Himself. The only thing that crushed this impotent man's reasons was the Word standing right in front of him. When the Word of God got right up in his face and said, Listen, your reasons, your excuses, they aren't wisdom, they're not right. Break this spirit of laziness off of you. Break this indecisiveness off of you. Break this perfectionist attitude. It's got to be my way or the highway. Break that off of you and see right now that you've got an opportunity lying in front of you and you can't afford to miss it. Can somebody say amen? And I'm saying the same thing to you and those that's watching on Facebook. You, you have an opportunity laying right before you today and you can't afford to miss it. Mm. So watch this. Many people say, Pastor Robbie, I just don't have the desire. How many's just got, listen, let's just be real today. How many's saying, listen, I just don't have a desire? There may be some watching today say, listen, I just don't have a desire to come to church. I just don't have a desire to, to bury my face in the Word of God. I just don't have a desire to uh, be a better husband, a better wife, a better this, a better that. What can I do about that? Well, listen to this right here. Ecclesiastes 10, 18. I want everybody to look at this. Now, this is the contemporary English version. It says, Some people are too lazy to fix a leaky roof. Then the house falls in. Let me say it one more time. Some people are too lazy to fix a leaky roof that it comes to the place where the house falls in. You see, today, what I'm teaching you is more than just, oh, you're not doing what you need to do. There are results that come forth through laziness. Or should I say it like this? Consequences. Woo, we don't like to preach that anymore. But there are consequences to when we don't walk in obedience, that when we have laziness in our life, in certain areas of our life, that we just refuse to do what we need to do. There are consequences. This right here is giving you an example. Praise God. Did this message hit home with you? See, as many of us realize, change does not change until you change something. Until you make the decisions to bring forth change in your life, change is never going to come. The word insanity means to do the same thing over and over and expect different results. One thing I've seen about people who struggle with the spirit of laziness 
And by the way, what does it mean to be lazy? It just simply means you. Ref it just simply means you refuse to do what you need to do, and that always brings forth procrastination. But one thing I've seen is that people who struggle with the spirit of laziness, they often talk about change. They talk about the things they need to do, and the things that they want to see in their life, and they think simply just by talking about them, they've brought forth change. No. Change only comes when you start putting forth different actions that you have not done before. The man just kept waiting there, just kept waiting there. And it was indecisiveness, it was perfectionism, but it was also a spirit of laziness. See, when you make up your mind that nothing's going to stop you from having what God told you that you could have, you're not letting anything get in the way and you will receive it. All the man had to do was just make up his mind, I'm not letting anything stop me, this is what I want, and I'll do the necessary actions to get it done. What was the necessary actions? He had to jump up by faith and be the first one in the pool. By doing these things, you crush the procrastination in your life that is robbing you from the best that God has for you. We love you, we want the best that God has for you in your life, and I want to pray for you right now that if you're dealing with the spirit of laziness, hey, this is something that's real. This is something that, <clears throat> that we've all had to face at one time or another in our life. I want to pray for you that that spirit be broke off of you right now and that you will make the necessary decisions and actions that will bring forth change in your life. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person today, Lord, that are being real, that are saying, I'm struggling with the spirit of laziness. I've, I've let it have control of my life for years, but I'm done with it. I want to be free from this. I'm tired of the same old thing happening and reoccurring in my life. I'm ready to make new choices to bring forth new results. I break and I cast that spirit off of them right now in the name of Jesus. You have no authority, no right to, a, to attack them mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you, Father, and I praise you right now for absolute and total victory over every person that may be watching this right now, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, faith partners, I want to take this time to thank you for your continued support. You're such a blessing to me and this ministry. Your giving helps us take this gospel to new outlets, further places, to get this good news out to people because right now there's so much chaos and hopelessness it seems like in the world people need to hear this good news you help us do that and if you're watching today and you're praying and you're saying you know what i'd like to become a faith partner all you have to do is come in contact with this ministry and we'll gladly walk you through it on how you become a faith partner and partner with this ministry and see the results that we see Keep walking by faith. Until next time, I will see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
command the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.